Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast, episode 38. I'm your host, Mommy Chris, joined as always by Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing here tonight? Doing good, doing good. All right, back here to talk some baseball once again. You ready to get started, my friend? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So a couple of injury updates to um, start to show off here today. Um, this one I actually meant, meant to mention on the last episode because it happened around that time. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., um was out of action with a shoulder injury. He kind of aggravated it, at, like, at the end of training. And then I believe it was, like, the first or second game. Um, he was at the plate and swung and went down in pain. And he was on, like, the 10-day um, disabled list for a brief time. He came back. He's back now. He's good to go. Actually, he hit a home run in his um in his first game back. So he seems to be doing good. But I was I was getting worried. I said, oh, man, the Madden curse is coming over to um, him up as like one of the next rising stars and then he gets hurt like the first week of the season i'm like oh my god but i'm glad he's healthy and he's good to go and steven strasberg he's on the disabled list again with some right shoulder information he's on the 10-day disabled list and we've talked about him here on the show before when he's healthy he's easily one of the top Three, three, three or five pitches in the game. He's, he's he's easily in that top, you know, tier of pitches in the game. But for some odd reason, he just had injury after injury after injury. The guy cannot stay healthy to save his life. And it's always like little. Now he's had Tommy John surgery, but it's always like little nagging injuries that keep him, you know, out for a short period of time. And it's just here he goes again with another injury. And then we also too, I just talked about. Um, we mentioned it before we started here. Juan Soto, he's gone on the 10-day disabled list uh, with a left shoulder strain, so he's going to be out for a little while. But um, any thoughts on those injuries? Any thoughts? Anything you got to say about that? Uh, I mean, going back to Strasburg, I mean, for whatever reason, yeah, the dude just cannot stay healthy. It's always when he is healthy, and it's like, well, I think he's been out more than he actually plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it just, it's just something like, I guess his body just can't handle like the major leagues or what. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird because when you think about it, you know, there's certain players like that in different sports. Like mm-hmm. they, they just can't stay healthy. I mean, look at, look at right now with um Kevin Durant and with basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, with him with the fracture and everything, that you know, that was a that I'm I'm not gonna like say, oh, that's why he can't stay healthy. But when mm-hmm. he came back, I mean, he barely plays, and that thing, you know, he out with a freaking, what I think it was like a thigh contusion or something. It's like what the something, hell, something like that, yeah. Something and like that. pretty much right now, all of them with the Nets, they uh, James Harden is hurt, Kyrie he's hurt. Mm-hmm. They said Harden had a setback. He was getting ready to come back. They said he even had a setback, so he's not going to be coming back no damn soon. So it's like all their like core guys are like injured. Yeah, it's like I, I don't get it. Like how certain players they just have these what you call knickknack injuries or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Strasburg, I mean, he's battled that his whole career. Um, mm-hmm. so my question to you is. Do you think at some point the Nationals, they just kind of, you know, you know, maybe we should just, you know, send him on his way? At some point, that would not 
shocked me at all that they re-signed him. They gave him that big contract after the World Series, and it might be a little hard to trade him, but it wouldn't shock me if they kind of figured out a way to kind of get out of that contract at some point because this has become a, a reoccurring thing. When he's healthy, he's money. He's lights out. Him and Max, that's like a one-two punch in your starting rotation. But way too many times, he's want to disable us with these nagging injuries. So I, it wouldn't shock me at some point they say, okay, you know, we got to reevaluate the situation and, you know, move on from them. Because it's hard to find starting pitching, but I think you could at least find somebody that's a little more durable, at least. And somebody may not be as on that same level as a Strasburg, but you can at least find somebody that can, you know, you can count on in, in the rotation that's, you know, going to be durable, not going to be always worried that they're going to be on a disable list. So it wouldn't shock me at some point that they would, Decide to move on from there. Yeah. So, because, I mean, he's been in the league, what, how, how long now? What, I, I won't, 2010, 2011, I think so, he made his so ML 10, debut. 10, 11 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's, like, made it through a full season any year. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the only time he did was, I think, that was that year that they made the World Series. Other than that, he's been on and off the disabled effect every year. Not like that one, 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 season, that one season. One season out of his whole he's, career. He's, 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 he's stayed healthy for that, for that one season. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, at some point, they probably were like, yeah. Yeah, we would have to. Because, I mean, he is a talent. He's a top talent. But the problem is mm-hmm. that he's very injury prone. And mm-hmm. who's to say you could get you could probably get two pitchers in the rotation that could equal his talent as far as mm-hmm. you know, combined, basically. Mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. What? So Absolutely. In, in, you know, in the long run, it would probably be like, okay, well, if we could get two guys who could equal him, that would be, and, and they would be healthy, that would be better than just, you know, keeping him around where it's like, oh, well, we don't know if he's going to stay healthy for a full season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he made his debut um in June eighth of two thousand and ten. I got a career record of hundred and twelve and um win sixty losses and a career ERA of three point two one. So like I said, there's nothing wrong with his numbers and his stats, but just the health thing, it's gonna get to a point where you're like, you know, enough is enough for this guy. And like you said, you can find somebody, like I said, maybe one or two guys that could be in the lineup and, you know, equal his value and are healthy and are durable and you can depend on them on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like I said, when I said, when I heard that, I said, oh Lord, here we go again with Strasburg and the injuries. It's just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But um, anything else on that? Anything else? No, no. I mean, just be interested to see like if those guys like when they come back from the injuries, if they'll stay healthy or will you know they'll be going in and out the lineup. So. Mhm. Exactly. Exactly. All right, next topic of discussion. Um, since we've last, you know, did a show, we've had not one but two no hitters in the major leagues. Uh, the first was by um Joe Musgrove uh, from the San Diego Padres. The, actually, that was the first no hitter in team history for them. Um, he threw a no hitter. He went all nine innings, no hits, and had ten strikeouts. And then maybe like a week or so after that, we had the White Sox. Um, Carlos, um, what's his name? Carlos Rondon, um, had a no hitter. It was almost a perfect 
the game. I think it was like the eighth or ninth, and then he beamed the guy in the ankle and got a walk. So it was, you know, like almost like almost a perfect game, but not quite. But he still got the no hitters. So, and they said that was the twentieth no hitter in uh, White Sox history. So one team getting their first no hitter in team history, and another getting their twentieth in team history. So two no hitters, man. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, certain guys right now, they're kind of cooking. Um, yeah. And, I mean, we'll see if this is if this is going to be like a trend throughout the season or will we probably get to, like, June, July, and, you know, it's like, all right, that's enough for that type of stuff, right? Kind of mm. like last season, even though it was a short season or whatnot, but remember we had those blowout games that was mm, all over the place. Oh, yeah, we did some big-time blowout games, man. And then those eventually kind of, you know, cooled off or whatnot. So, yeah, like I said, it'd be something to kind of keep an eye on with the pitchers to see if, like, certain guys will just have these, you know, perfect games or or no hitters, um, you know, throughout the course of the season, or will, will it kind of just cool off and, you know, it just go back to being like regular baseball where we don't get these type of games, but it is cool to get, you know, two, you know, this early in the season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's still very early. We like to barely a month into the season. We've already had two no hitters. That's, that's, that, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, any guesses? Um, I got the list here. Any guesses who have, now I said the um, White Sox, that was their 20th um, no-hitter in team history. Do you know who has the most? Any guesses on which team has the most no-hitters in team history? Any guesses? Um, I, I'll, 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 all right, I'm going to pick three teams. Okay, um, I'll give you three teams. Let's see, let's, let's see, let's see if you get it. Let's see. Um, I want to say that the Yankees is one. Um, the Braves maybe, mm-hmm. and the uh, the uh, no, I don't know. The oh, all right, I'll go with the Dodgers. You got it right on the last one. The Dodgers have the most. They have twenty three wow. no hitters. Huh. Um, this list I got here doesn't even list the Braves. Um, after that it's the um Red Sox. They have eighteen. The Giants have seventeen. Cubs with sixteen, and the Reds with sixteen. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I would have thought the Braves, like I said, with all that, you know, you know, Maddox and Smoltz and all that, we thought they would have had had some no hitters and perfect games stuff in there too. You would have thought they'd have been on there somewhere. They Braves always known for having good pitching, and the Yan- Yan- Yankees do there for a while. Yeah, huh. that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very interesting. But yeah, that's 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 always a cool feat, you know, to see you know the no hitter in the game of baseball. And I had um, let me see, let me see. Oh, the Braves! I got. I put up the list here. Uh, the Braves have a uh, fourteen team no hitters. Oh, okay. Fourteen. Okay. And the Yankees. Yankees have eleven. Eleven for the Yankees. Now you would think with all the Hall of Fame pitchers that they you had, would you would think with the, all the people that have played from them over the years you think they would have more than just eleven. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And, and all the teams, you know, now with the Padres got one, all the teams have at least one no hitter. So that's, 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 that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm, I'm surprised about the Yankees. Like, you think about the history of the Yankees, all the 
legend Swift, you know, played over there over the years, you think more people would have done it. Yeah, but I mean, well, you know what? When you when you really think about it, their offense is kind of what always carried them more so than their pitching. That's true. Yeah. That's 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 a fair point. That's I mean, that's that's very true. Very true. I mean, I mean, you didn't have uh, David Wells drunk every every time, so <laughs> clearly it was not going. It was not going to happen, with, you know, all the time. Very but, true. Very true. Very true. Look, I never get over that. Um, no, no, that's that, 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 that's 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 for the lifetime. <laughs> they, they, they need to they need to do a thirty for thirty yes. on that. That's, they need to do a thirty for thirty on that. <laughs> yes, yes, do a thirty for thirty about that game, and it'd be interesting to have the people interviewed and have you know interview you know certain people on the team just to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, I'm telling you that 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 would make for that would make for very good good TV, man. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, unbelievable, unbelievable. But it's crazy when I'm looking back at some of the stats and stuff here. Like the no hitters go all the way back to let me see, 1875. That's when the first no hitter, guy named Joe uh, Borden, he threw the first no hitter in 1875. So it goes all the way back. To then, that's 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 crazy, man. You look at some of the names on this list. Uh, let's see, Jordan Zimmerman for the Nationals, he threw one. Clayton Kershaw. Uh, let's see, Justin Verlander, he's on the list. John Lester, Kevin Millwood, um, David Cohn, there goes David Wells, Kevin Brown. So this is some. Some big time names, man. But yeah, I think you're going back all the way back that long period of time. That's that's crazy, man. When you think about it. Yeah, 1875. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's wild right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, any other thoughts on the no hitters? Anything, anything else? Any other thoughts? No, no, that's it. All right, cool. So I believe it was last. Yeah, I think it was last week. Um, it was. A, 21 year anniversary of uh Mr. Cal Ripken Jr. getting his 3,000th hit, and I remember that vividly. They were playing the Twins. They were in Minnesota. He gets his 3,000th hit, and lo and behold, who I think he was the first base coach at the time. Eddie Murray was down there to greet him when he um reached first base. But um, uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again um, no. or whatnot because it was a special moment it, it, mm. it's something it, it's one of those sports moments that you know if you're a fan you remember it vividly you you know where mm. you was and, and everything like that it's one of those you know iconic sports moments it's not just not just baseball but just sports moments period um mm-hmm. and everything i mean he was the iron man you know and everything and just it, it, it was a magical thing and like i say he, he he was always one of those type of players that he, he was very consistent and it's just that i don't see anyone now you know having that type of i don't i don't want to make it sound like i'm putting down current players when i say this but I don't mm-hmm. think 
anyone now would have the same type of commitment like what he did when it came to that i feel, I feel like he mm -hmm. got to a certain point and he realized like okay i am doing something that's that that's very special and that or whatnot and you know just try to keep it going you know what i mean because mm -hmm. one thing about mm -hmm. it because one thing about it he never got hurt you never heard about him getting hurt you never did never heard about him having any major injuries and everything. You know, that's why he was able to play in all those consecutive games. You never heard about him having any like major injuries. Yeah, so that's why I don't feel I don't think anybody now would do that because the it's it's funny, you know, the the conversation is always, you know, the current athletes are the most you know, fit of, of any players, this, that, and the other, but for some reason, they get hurt more than anything, <laughs> so... Exactly, exactly. You see way more... Like I said, you see way more... We were, we were both watching sports for, for a long time. We see way more injuries and stuff now that I ever remember seeing. Growing up. You can see injuries, but it seems like nowadays these athletes get hurt way more than you did back in the day, it seems like. Exactly. I mean, just just... I'm trying to think about it. Uh, with with baseball, like a star, with a star player getting hurt, it was a it was a rare thing when it happened. Mm -hmm. You you rarely heard about star players getting hurt. Yeah, somebody might have like a you know like a bump or something on the elbow if they're a pitcher or or mm -hmm. or something like that. But it was never like oh they you know they throwing their arm out or. Or it was always a rarity if somebody needed Tommy John surgery or something like that, mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst thing would happen is if you know a pitcher got hit by a damn pitch coming flying back at the that head was, or something. That, <laughs> was, that, that was a big thing. You know, you got a ball, you know, coming right back at you at the mound. That was, that was, that was a big thing. But other than that, yeah, you didn't really hear about these like major injuries like you see in these other sports. Obviously, you know, football, you know, contact sport, you get all kind of injuries there, and basketball, you know, knees and ankles and Achilles and stuff. You didn't hear about stuff like that in baseball. You just didn't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. But and like I said, it was always like freak accidents that would happen. Mm-hmm. It like, was. I it think, was. I think we talked about it on the show once. Um, the with the Pittsburgh Pirates, where I never forget because I was watching that game, and the two guys they was running for the ball and and both of them was looking at the ball and they wasn't you know nobody was calling nobody off. So they end up mm -hmm. running into you, to each other, smacking into mm -hmm. each other, going full speed ahead. And mm -hmm. both they, they knocked each other out. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they, was, they was laid out for a good while too. It was that was it was kind of scary, really, when you think about it. But, oh yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, you you rarely see that happen, or like when King Griffey Jr. you know dislocated his shoulder, you know, diving into yeah, the, to the center field wall. wall. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That type of thing, you know, that was a rare thing. Granted, you know. Unfortunately, when he went to Cincinnati, he became very injury prone. But, yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, but by that point, he wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. the super superstar no more. He was just mm -hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. at that point, um, and everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, like I say, it's, it's rare that it used to happen, but it seems like it happens more now. I mean, look at look at look at Aaron Judge and um. Uh, what's what's the other guy's name that's with the Yankees? Oh, Carlos, um, John Carlos, um, Carlos Stanton. 
Yeah, them they uh, shoot they get hurt like what every other month it seems like. You know? every, every time you turn around, <laughs> these big old strong guys, like I said, when they in health and they in the lineup, you know they get a lot of hits, a lot of home runs. But but here recently, they 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 just can't stay healthy. They, they yeah. got the, got the Strasburg <laughs> syndrome. Yeah, something. So yeah, something but, going on. But yeah, every time you turn around, they 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 always out of the lineup with some with some type of injury. Yeah, exactly. I mean, shoot, look at Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson was what six ten? He wasn't hurt all the all the time. No, you, you no, no, you, you, you didn't hear nothing about that. You had nothing about that with him. So, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of weird how how it is. that is now when they're supposed to be the the best conditioned athletes now, mm. but they're the most injury prone. The most injury prone. You see, injuries pop up like like nobody's business, man. It's crazy, crazy. But yeah, um, when it comes to the, uh, the three thousand hit club, it's, it's very interesting. It's only, it's not, you know, you think as long as the games been around, you think more people would be on the list. There's only thirty two players that have been on the list for uh for the three thousand uh hit club. I mean, let's see, of course, like I said, obviously Ripken, I named him, uh, Tony Gwynn, A Rod, Ichiro, uh, Ricky Henderson, uh, let me see, Albert Pujols. Eddie Murray, um, that guy named Pete Rose is on the list. Yeah, he doesn't exist. Most of heads, right? He don't exist. Um, Hank, what'd what you say? No, I say Pete Rose don't exist. Exactly, exactly. exactly. He doesn't exist. Um, Henry Aaron, but yeah, it's only like 32 names on that list. That's like I said, as long as the games were around, you thought more people would be on the list, but I guess not. I guess that's a harder thing to do than um, it's you would think so. Yeah, I mean. And plus, when outside of um, Hank Aaron, um, when the guys that you really you pretty much named, they were more like on base people, you know, mm-hmm. moving, moving batter, you know, runners, and you know, they was more like the strategists. When because mm-hmm. I mean, like Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn was always one of my favorites to watch because I felt like oh he, yeah. He was- I, I felt like he was a master at the plate and yes. everything. He he right. was always a favorite to watch. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. So, so it's like I say, it goes kind of goes back to that whole commitment and dedication thing of wanting to do that. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of tell like certain guys they get to the plate, and I mean to use uh, the movie Major League reference. For every uh, Willie Mays Hayes, you you, you had a dog on Pedro Serrano, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like I say, for anyone who's seen the movie, <laughs> you know you what go. I mean by that. You know, because mm-hmm. Pedro wasn't trying to get on base; he was trying to hit home runs. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, exactly. And, and that curveball was a killer to him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but you 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 didn't have too many Willie Mays Hayes, you know, guys who to get on base or to move a, a runner from, you know, first to second or second to third or even bring somebody home. You know, you didn't have too many guys like that or whatnot. So, yeah. So, that, I mean, it, it, to be honest, that's like, I would say that list is more special than even the home run list. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. It, it, it really it really is. Like I said, you don't have that many of those like real patient patient hitters. Like I said, like like you said, like like with a Tony win like that, having that commitment and everything. So, and of the current um active players, like the next 
closest guy, like 3,000 hits, is uh, Miguel Cabrera. He's at 2,866. Then after that, it's Robinson Cano at 2,624. Um, Nick Mankafis, I think he retired now, but he was on. He was um, like third behind them at uh, 2,388. But of of the, like the current players in the game now, um, do you see? Anybody else getting on the three thousand hit list? So the current players, like the you know the Mike Trouts, the Bryce Harpers, different ones. Do you see anybody like that eventually getting on the three thousand hit list? Well, I can see Trout before um, Mr. Uh, you know I'm allowed to be me, uh, Harper. <laughs> you know, I, I can see Trout doing it before him. Yeah, very true, very true. I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's a it's a tricky thing to do. I mean, it takes a lot of commitment and everything, staying healthy and everything, and, you know, not going into those big slumps at the plate. You know, you're going, you know, 0 for 4, 0 for 5, or anything like that. you got to be, you know, that that consistency. Yeah. And like I said, right now, I mean, Mike Trout, he's got 1,396 hits. Harper's at 1,131. Um, let me see. I got Stanton here. He's at 1,167. Uh, uh, Anthony Rendon, 1,057. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just, like I say, it's going to be one of those lists that it's not going to be an easy thing for like a lot of these current players. I mean, you may see somebody. It's possible, but I don't know. It's not going to be one of those things that's like a gift for a lot of these hitters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I guess it's just something we kind of have to watch and see. Mm-hmm. Got to kind of watch and see. Got to watch and see. I mean, there's some candidates, but we 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 have to see. Um, anything else on that? Anything else? No, that's that's it. Okay, cool. All right. So last week we celebrated a uh, Jackie Robinson Day. Um, every year April 15th they celebrate a uh, Jackie Robinson Day, the day he made his uh major league debut. Um, all the players, you know, they have different. They wear the number 42 because it's, it's retired across all of baseball. Nobody wears the number. Number 42, and then some of the stadiums they'll have, you know, little ceremonies and stuff. I think the Dodgers, they put up a put a statue up for him. And I've been to a couple of um, the, uh, games where they've had uh, celebrated Jackie Robinson Day, and it's always uh, always pretty cool to um, see the celebrations and stuff for, uh, for Jackie Robinson um, Day. Um, any thoughts on Jackie Robinson Day and uh, throughout baseball? Any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it's I. I... I feel like it's a day that should be more celebrated than what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, it's it's kind of weird how you know we've had this conversation before about how for a game that you know that blacks had to f- literally fight their way into. Of mm-hmm. all the of all the you know major American sports, this is the one sport that that's always you know you don't hear about how hard it was for you know the first black guys to play in the NFL. You don't hear about mm-hmm. how hard it was for the first black guys to get into the NBA. You, mm-hmm. know, you don't hear mm-hmm. about that. No, you don't. But you hear about and it's always talked about how hard it was for blacks to get into MLB. You know, you got the Negro League and then, of course, with Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier and everything. That's always talked about. And, you know, when we did the episode that focused on him, we even talked about it. Like, 
that is talked about with in regards to him more so than his actual career, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatnot. And so, like I said, I, I feel like that day should be celebrated a lot more. It should be more acknowledged um, and everything. But uh, I, I don't know why it's not um, and everything, but it is a, it is a special day. It, it really is. And like I say, it just is. It, and it's good that baseball continues to, you know, pay honor and, you know, homage to him and everything mm-hmm. because of that. So mm-hmm. it is. I think I always think it's cool seeing all the players, like everybody on the team, all wearing the number 42. I think that's always yeah. a cool, cool yeah. thing to see. But, um, yeah, you talk, we talk about, we talk, like I said, we talk about, you know, many times about, you know, about, you know, Jackie Robinson, you know, like I said, the blacks, you know, fighting to try to, you know, get into baseball. Like I said, you don't see, didn't see that, you know, in the other sports. But what are some of the things you could do to kind of get baseball, like, you know, more people of color interested in the game, especially to a younger audience, too, that gravitate more toward the basketball, football, and everything to get young, you know, people of color interested into the game. What do you, what, what do you think could be done? Some of the things it kind of draw that interest and kind of get people like I said, like, like we grew up loving baseball, getting some people like that, you know, interested in the game. Well, I mean, okay. With the, with the way sports is so accessible now and everything, why not do, you know, I mean, they could like on use ESPN, for example, they could, they could kind of, you know, okay, for Jackie Robinson Day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe have like, you know, specials, people talking about him, um, and everything. You know, former players, current players, you know, black players talking about him, and why, you know, get like uh, maybe Joe, uh, what was his name Joe Bell and and uh. Andrew McCutcheon and some of these guys, mm, you know, together, mm-hmm. you know, just sit and maybe have like a round table talking about mm-hmm. him, you know, mm-hmm. do ESPN 30 for 30 or something, just talking mm-hmm. about him as a player, not just, you know, about him breaking the color barrier, but actually talking about him as a player. Agree. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, or whatnot, because I think that would probably help draw more interest because I'm pretty sure every black player that came after him in baseball they probably got into the sport because of him as, mm-hmm. to some degree mm-hmm. um or whatnot i mean i'm pretty sure that's why you could say hank aaron probably got into it uh bobby bonds maybe you know mm-hmm. reggie jackson you know mm-hmm. from, griffey yeah griffey or whatnot mm-hmm. but you know most likely at some way, form or fashion, I'm pretty sure their stories say would come back to Jackie Robinson some type of way. Oh, absolutely, definitely. So, definitely. I, and like I say, maybe just try to market the sport a little bit better. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, well, look at who's on the cover of uh, MLB The Show 21 now. There you go. Right. Fernando Tatis. And look at look how he plays. He's flipping the bat. He got the long, you know, dreads, blonde dreads and everything like that. You know, they you know, that's you know, that's appealing to a younger younger generation. You gotta do stuff like that to appeal and kinda draw people's interest in. They have to they have somebody that they kinda gravitate to. Exactly. So 
I, I, like I say, there I think there's ways that they can do it. It's just I don't know. It's like they don't. It's like certain guys they I guess because they grew up playing it, they stick with it, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why. But you have a lot that say, you know what? Yeah, I played it in when I was when I was a kid. I played in high school. I played in college. But I'm gonna go to the NFL. Or I'm gonna go play basketball. Or whatnot, mm-hmm. because I can make more money in a shorter period of time. True. Whereas baseball, you truly have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go through the minor league system and everything. Uh, single A, double A, triple A. You really gotta, <laughs> gotta earn, earn, earn that spot. It's but, not like you know NBA. You like you know you get drafted to the NBA, you go right into the starting lineup. You get drafted to the NFL, you get thrown right into the like I said, thrown right into the starting lineup. The baseball, you know, it's that, it's that slow grind. Some people don't why not, you know, want to be bothered with. Yeah. And it was funny about it. I was talking with somebody about this too. Why is it that baseball of all the major sports they have the minor Yeah, I know the NBA they have the G League. G League or yeah. whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that only came about here in recent years. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, baseball is like truly the only sport that has what they call a farm system mm-hmm. they do and why is that you know it, 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 it kind of makes you wonder like well, okay why exactly is that you have guys that are career minor league players mm-hmm. you do and everything they they never get a shot at the majors i mean bull durham i mean that's what that's about career minor league players and then you have this one guy who has the potential to become, you know, a major league star or whatnot. But you you have triple A, you got double A, you got A ball. Mm-hmm. You got all these, you know, levels to baseball. And it's been like that forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, like we were talking about, you know, I don't think a lot of guys, they want to go through that, you know, and everything. They would rather make, money quick you know mm-hmm. or whatnot. but it, i don't know it, it, it's always kind of a it's kind of a weird thing and i and i know don't always want to relate things to race but it, it race plays a factor in it and, mm-hmm, and it's it always yeah no you're right it does and, and it's always the stories of you know about the you know, it's always the same kind of story. Black guys coming from, you know, a poor family and they just, you know, want to get money for their, you know, make money for their families, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how poor are all these people's families? I, I don't think they're like living on the streets poor, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, the, but the way they portray it as if these, these kids are coming from, the lowest of the lowest. I mean, yes, yeah, some some do. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, but I that's mean, not always the case. It, that's, not, that's, exactly. not, that's not everybody's situation. Exactly. It's it's like, but but that's how it's portrayed. No, you're right. You're right. It's it's very much portrayed that way. Absolutely. And I mean, I've kind of gotten tired of hearing that story because it's like yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Same it's, the, it's, song. The, it's the same old song and dance, man. The same old song and dance. Yeah, and and and, and everything. And I don't think. And I think when, because like when we talked about Kyler Murray last year and about you know 
well, not last year, but the first year when we started. First year. Uh, part, mm-hmm. Yeah, when we started this podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, I, I kind of took that personally. <laughs> you did? Oh, yes, yes, about him because i felt like he had he he had a prime it was a prime opportunity for him Mm -hmm. on a larger scale and for whatever reason he was lured away from going to play baseball and going to the nfl but i i feel like if he would have went you know if he would have said you know what i'm gonna play baseball I think he could have became like a star marketable player. Cause if you remember, he was looked at as like a top prospect for baseball. He was. Yeah. And, and everything. I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, yeah, he was looked at it, but I don't think he would have been looked at as like a star prospect or whatever. No, not the way Kyler was. But yeah, but Kyler had to, he had the opportunity to be like a top tier player. Oh, excuse me, for uh, baseball or whatnot, mm-hmm. and he decides to go play football, um, and everything. So it's like, okay, what is it that is detouring these guys away? And the only thing I can come back to it has to be about the money. You you making money quicker, you know, by going to the NBA. You making money quicker mm-hmm. by going mm-hmm. to the NFL. You making more mm-hmm. money, I should say, quicker opposed mm-hmm. to going to baseball that that has to be the only thing yeah, but... he, he, he... no no go ahead. it's gotta be yeah yeah it's, it, if Kyler had decided to go to baseball right he could have definitely been one of those game changers they could have definitely bought a whole different demographic to the game would have bought in that younger artist bought in more you know kids of color I think getting interested into the game so I think you know that was a like you, you made a very valid point that that was a missed opportunity I, but I get why he decided to go the route he did he could have definitely if he decided to go that other route it could have definitely been it could have been a game changer it really really could have been because he he was he was up there he could have been one of the you know rising stars in the game if he decided to play baseball yeah and I mean like I said I don't I don't understand why they don't look at well going back to the original topic of about Jackie Robinson they they honor him, but is it, even though they honor him, but in a bigger scope, he's not honored how he probably should be. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And like you, like we've said on here before, I'd like to hear them say more about his playing career. Not just oh, you know, we we know he broke the color barrier, and that's important. I have no issues with them, you know, mentioning that. But also too. Let's hear some more about him as a player because, like I said, when I you know wrote that article about him as a player, he was very impressive. He he was you know he was a very good baseball player. He's more he's more than just that, and I think they need to do a better job of displaying that and talking about that, discussing yeah, that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything else on that? Anything else on Jackie Robinson Day? Anything else? Anything else? No, no, that's it. I mean, I could go uh, on talking about that all night. Oh, well, that, 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 that could be a whole show right there. Go on talk about that. So. <laughs> all right. So I, I, I found this very interesting. You know, this kind of popped up on my new news feed, and I thought this would be interesting to um, talk about. Uh, one, Mr. Gary Sheffield, he said he doesn't like the current game of uh, a baseball. Hmm. 
and he was saying that um, when he was working for um, TBS uh, covering games and everything, he said, um, quoting here, I was kind of forced to watch baseball because I was working with TBS, and uh, so I had to remember, really find out who these players were. I'll tell you the secret now. I never watched the games during the season. I would get educated on it when I got there. It's not something that I could watch based on what I'm seeing because I'll be a complainer. This is the first time I've ever said that out loud, but I'm just truly disappointed with what I watch. It was exciting when I was playing. They impelled all these rules now that have changed the game so much. They're making it more hitter-friendly, even without having success. These guys can go out there and strike out 180, 190 times, and it's okay. And then all of a sudden, they show a home run. Now, home run is less appealing. When a home run was a big deal and more appealing when I was playing because it wasn't happening as often as it is now. Hmm. I found that very, very interesting. How do you feel about um, this quote here from Mr. Gary Sheffield? I, I mean, one thing about Sheffield, he never uh, he never shied away from speaking his mind. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's very, very true. He was always very outspoken there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I would kind of have to agree about, and it's funny, like, bring this up when we talked about how we don't think that too many guys, you know, have that commitment of, you know, about the hits and everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you do, it's like, it's not a big deal to somebody strike out so many times. Mm-hmm. But if they hit a home run or whatever, it's like, oh, this is this person just this, that, and the third. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, even though the rules of the game have there, there have been certain changes, but I feel like the the core rules are still there um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything. But I, I can't say that I know about I I know about Major League Baseball better than freaking Gary Sheffield. I definitely yeah, yeah, I yeah. Say uh, that. But who, I, who, I, like I said, I know the game. I'm not gonna say I know more than what, what he knows. Right, but I mean, I know I'm pretty sure there's some people who's out there. Oh, he's just an old man. He he don't understand the current. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Get off, get off my lawn, type, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we hear that all the time. We're we're talking about wrestling, right? Um, oh, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but, absolutely. But, I mean, there is, you know, some validity to what he's saying um, and everything. I, I, I can't disagree with, with what he says, especially someone who's played the game. And especially he's, he, he wasn't necessarily talking about it as a former player. He was talking about it, too, as a sports analyst. So, you know, coming from that angle with it, where they have to watch a lot of the, you know, stuff and everything. And like you said, he he wasn't too happy with what he was seeing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, like I said, I can't disagree with anything that he said, but I do find it interesting that he has said it. And I'm I'm kind of curious to to see now, like what what responses he's getting off of that. That's 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 gonna be the thing. Cause like I just I just saw that today, so I haven't seen any responses to what he said. But it's gonna be interesting to see how much some of these current players, you know, the Fernando Tatises, the Juan Sotos, you know, the Trey Turner, the Anthony Rendon, the Mike Trout, some of the um current players, how they feel about what he has to say. But like I say, he did he did make he did make some valid points. Like saying, who wants to question the guy like you know Gary Sheffield? <laughs> who wants to question what he what he got to say? You know, one of the you know. He was a good player in his own right. He was a very good player. I still can't believe that he's um 
their um Dwight Gooden's nephew. But I know, I know, right? That's, that's, that's <laughs> wild, right there, man. Wow. <laughs> but but yeah, um, I mean, but but uh, one last thing about that too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of right too that home runs aren't as special as what they once was. It, yeah, they're not. And I mean. You can kind of say that the steroid era kind of plays a role into that. I would just that. To say that that kind of take away a little bit of the peel of the home run. And also, you know, Barry Bonds, you know, early 2000s, I think that kind of took away from it also. So Clearing the cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah he just rubbing cream on his elbow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But... But yeah, yeah, I don't think that the home run is is that special anymore. It really doesn't feel that special. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool to see, but it still doesn't seem like to have that same appeal like it did back in the back in the day. Um, so anything else? Anything else on that? No, no. Like I said, I'm just gonna have to now. You got me curious, and I'm have to look up to see like. What what comments you get about that? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. I saw that right there. I said, "Ooh, that, that's interesting. That's something good to discuss here on the show." So yeah, I'm most curious to see the um responses to what people had to say, what he had to say. So that's that's gonna be interesting. All right, uh, wrap up things here. Let's take a look for the first time this season at the uh, standings so far. Uh, let's start with the American League, the AL East. Right now, the Red Sox are on top, uh, 11 and 6, followed by the Rays, who are 9 and 8, Orioles 7 and 9, Blue Jays 7 and 9, and the Yankees. The Yankees are at the bottom at 5 and 10. I know it's early, but still, 5 and 10 at the bottom of the division. Uh, thoughts so far on the AL East? Um, I don't know what's going on with with the Yankees, but, um, yeah, they're going to have to get it together. Yeah, they 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 not looking good at all. That's not like the Yankees. Even when they've had you know rough season, they never were at the bottom at the they would be maybe in the middle somewhere, but they already at the bottom. I mean, yeah. geez. But uh, it's like LeBron team is 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 you know doing something. Yeah, yeah, the LeBron effect. <laughs> Lo and behold, they were top of the division. The LeBron effect strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's head over to the AL Central. You got the Royals on top right now at nine and six, followed by the Indians at eight and seven, White Sox at eight and nine, Twins six and eight, and the Tigers at six and ten. Thoughts on that division? Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's a close division. I mean, yeah, the AL the AL Central has always kind of been a close division. Mm-hmm. It really has. It really, really has. It's always been kind of tighten it with those teams in there so that's gonna be one of those ones that's gonna come down to the wire i feel yeah let's see over to the al west you got the mariners on top at 11 and 7 final followed by the angels at 8 and 6 athletics at 9 and 7 rangers 8 and 9 and those cheaters down in houston 7 and 8 banging <laughs> 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 on trash cans and stuff oh uh, hey, well, hey don't, look don't 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 um don't talk trash about a uh, Dusty Baker's team. That is, uh, <laughs> he wasn't even there for it. Exactly right. You know, so I can't get over that. But uh, I mean, at the top is kind of is, is interesting to see the manners and athletics seem to be, you know, trying to have a power struggle over the 
division. So that, mm-hmm. that should be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't count the Angels out too with that, that Shohei Otani and Trout and Rendon and stuff over there. And they've had some pitching over there. So that's that, that might be a three-team race ultimately for that AL West spot. Yeah, it could be. And if you look at it, the Athletics are actually 9-1 and one in the last 10 games. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. So like I said, that's, that's going to be a division keeping. Yeah. Keep an eye on. So let's head over to the National League side, the NL East. We got the Mets on top right now at 7-4. and four. Phillies 8-8. Eight and eight. Marlins 7-8. and eight. Braves 7-9. and nine. And my Nationals at the bottom at 5-9. and nine. Ouch. Thoughts uh, on that one? What the hell happened to this division? <laughs> they kept saying like oh this is going to be such a competitive division you know the Braves and the Mets and the Phillies and now now, now look at it <laughs> yeah I mean but but then again the Marlins are where they are right in the middle right right right, right the the, they're in the middle you know right they, they, they wait to make, make that push they're making to make that push <laughs> so I, you know what I, I don't I don't know so maybe because the season just started you know they, maybe they're trying to round in shape but It'll be interesting to see if the two teams at the bottom don't find their way back to the top and the two teams mm-hmm. at the top don't find themselves kind of further down and that team in the middle stays where it is. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Like I said, when we, as the season goes along, let's, let's, let's see how this division plays out. Let's yeah. see if there's some swapping there going on back and forth. Yeah. Okay, so NL Central, we got the Reds top of that division, followed by the Brewers, they're on 9-6, Brewers 9-7, Cardinals 8-8, Pirates 7-9, and the Cubs, who actually got on TV right now, actually playing the the Mets, Um, they're 6-9, thoughts on that division? Uh, I I see probably a power struggle going on with the Reds and the Brewers, the Cardinals Mm -hmm. has always been one of those teams that, you know, on paper, they you might think they're gonna do, but then it's like as the season go on, they kind of like fizzle out. So mm-hmm. I, I don't see them really, even though they're eight and eight, but I don't see them doing that. I think I think it's gonna come down to the Reds and the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Probably so, most likely. And last but not least, the NL West. We got the Dodgers, Magic's Dodgers, on top at fourteen and four, uh, followed by the Giants. And- 10 and 6, Padres 10 and 8, Diamondbacks 6 and 10, and the Rockies at 4 and 12. Thoughts on that? Okay, so I've kind of been paying attention to the, of all teams, the Padres. They, <clears throat> they've kind of, they, it, it looks like they will be a sleeper team. Don't mm-hmm. don't sleep on the Padres. They mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they they got new uniforms. They got like a new little swagger about them. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on, um, but I feel like they might be a team to watch this season. Yeah, they've added some pitching depth, and like I said, I like I like that Fernando Tatis Jr. You got Manny Machado over there. Used to play with the Orioles. They they could be one of those teams that's going to surprise some people. They got they got they got something something going on over there. So I I, I keep my eye on them too. They're going to be one of those teams that might end up surprising us all at the end of the season. Exactly, and and look, let's 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 not get caught up in the the Dodgers being. 14 and, and freaking four. Yeah, how, how many times have we seen them like run away with this division and then 
and once playoff time. I mean, they won the World Series last year, but how many times have we seen them be on top of this division and they get to the playoffs and they don't seem to be that same team? Exactly. So, like I say, they, they don't let that record scare you. Like I say, exactly. I'm more impressed with, with the Padres right me, now. Me too. Same, same here. I, 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 I like the Padres. Like I said, we look back here and um, two weeks when we do the show again, it could be a different story in that division. Exactly. Padres. Yep. On top so. of that division. Yeah, so don't, like I said, don't, don't, don't be deceived by that 14 and 4 record, you know. Don't, don't be deceived by Magic's Dodgers. Don't be deceived. <laughs> 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 oh, man. And uh, some current games going on. Like I said, the Cubs and Mets are playing right now. I think that's game 1 nothing. Yeah, 1 nothing Cubs. They're on top. It's in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, got the Red Sox up on the Blue Jays, four to one. Rays up on the Royals, five nothing. Uh, let's see. Orioles and Marlins, um, Orioles up six to three against them. Uh, the Reds are down to the Diamondbacks, three to two. Yankees and Braves all tied up, one apiece. Uh, let me see. Nationals and Cardinals, Nationals are down two to one. And the later games tonight, you got, uh, uh, Rangers, Angels, Twins, Athletics, and you got the Brewers and the uh, Padres. I mean, thoughts on those scores? Um, I mean, hmm. I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe Bryce is being himself now since I mean, six to three. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. He be, be he being himself. He, he he's free to be himself because good. I forget when he was here, we were we held him back so much he couldn't be Bryce in DC. If he goes to Philly, he's a he's a whole new man. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some way somehow the the Nationals come back and beat the uh, Cardinals, even though it's the bottom of seventh. But I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if that happened. Um, Mr. Bryce is two for two. Good, good Bryce. Good, good job. Good job. I mean, that Brewers-Padres game seems very interesting, even though it's a, it's a late-night game for us. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to – it should be a good game, though. Mm-hmm. It should be. It should be. Yeah, and that's a bottom of the seventh. You see, pitch today. Uh, Corbin pitched today. Oh, Patrick Corbin, he was on the mound today. I think Joe Ross pitched yesterday. I don't know when Max is pitching the game. He pitched the other, other night. Other night, he, he was solid the other yes, night. That other was. night, man. He, he was fired. Like he was. He was fired. I'm, t- t- I'm telling you, when he gets in the zone like that, no, can can nobody. I don't care if it's Verlander, uh, Kershaw, any of those guys, ain't none of them touching him. When he gets in that zone and that frame of mind like that, he's he's the best pitcher in baseball. Nobody's touching him. He was fired up and he was he was he was on one that night, man. When he gets like that, nobody's touching him. <laughs> you, you know who he remind me of. Ooh. Going going to another sport. He he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. Mm. That that's who that's that's, who, a, that's an interesting comparison. I never, I never heard that one before. Interesting. No, the reason why I say that because when you think about it, you know, they both are kind of sort of about their business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know they they have really good games. But certain, t- it's, it's like different points in times, they get really fired up. And when they get fired mm-hmm. up, they click on all cylinders. And you can tell mm-hmm. when they, they really feel it. They get in that zone. They say you're in the zone. They get in that zone. 
and they just like on a, they're just on a different level than everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, but that's who that's who Max reminds me. Reminds me of I haven't heard that. That's 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 that, 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 that's a good one. I, I, I like that. I like that. I, 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 I can see that. I can definitely see that. Definitely see that. But um, anything else, sir? I'm I'm good. I got everything. I'm good. No, that's that's it. I mean, this was this was a good show. It was. It was a very good show. Um, anything you'd like to plug, sir? We get up out of here. Uh, yes. A uh, couple of things actually. Um, oh. first, uh, on the network. I mean, for anyone who's interested, uh, myself along with uh, Gray and Tamika, we started covering uh the Amazon Prime series Them. Uh, so the first two episodes for that is up now. Um, we did the first episode last week, um, and then I just uploaded episode two today. So you can definitely check those out, even though the series was released all at one time. But we're covering it week by week just to give each episode is just due because there's a lot that goes on in that series mm-hmm. um, and everything. So you can hear that because uh, the TV's own podcast, the tv you know shows have come back now so i felt like this was one that we could do and everything like that and i'm actually having a good time um being a part of that coverage and everything and then with uh movie talk um like i said i'm inching ever so closely to episode 200 i released uh episode 198 uh yesterday uh where where i talked about uh the movie navy seals we starred charlie sheen and michael bean and Bill Paxton in a in a not so Bill Paxton role, if you can believe that, mm-hmm. um, and everything. So yeah, I, I did that, and like I said, I'm just kind of biding my time until episode 200 because I have a plan for it. Um, what I just gotta now I gotta get the people that I want to be a part of that to be a part of it. Um, or whatnot, but yeah, uh, episode 198 is up now for movie talk, um, and everything. So definitely check those episodes out as well as of course, checking out this podcast, the grand slam podcast. There you go. Sounds good to me. And as far as I'm concerned, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at moneymaker, Chris, as well as Instagram, DC sports fan, 23, check out my website, the cash Everything's on there, blog products, you name it. Anything I have going on is on the website. It's coming up on the one year anniversary. I've had the website up and running. So very excited for that. And that's all I got. Um, any last words? the show jay um another really good episode and uh, i would watch out for those high pitches there you go (laughs) watch out for always watch out for the high pitches (laughs) and we'll leave it at that you guys take care be safe as always and we will see you in two weeks peace out peace